liquor tastes sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Hey darling, sleeping on the blacktop Hey darling, running through the trees, honey Hey darling, even for the next town Listen, my set sketches And welcome back everyone to episode 4 of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast I am Shane Poor. I'm here with Christian Garner, and we are here with our good buddy today, Samuel Gates. Say something, Samuel. Glad to be here. We're there glad we to have you here. There we go. Don't be afraid to speak up. Uh, you guys will meet Sam Gates in Season 2 of Appalachian Holler Hunters. He will be in our Strutmasters episode. He went with us down to Kinston this year and uh, when we participated in the NC Strutmasters competition. Had a ball of a time. Had a blast. It's awesome. And Sam Gates pretty well carried us as far as the hunting part of that. Yep, sure did. Well, there wasn't any pretty whale to it. I carried this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Somebody's got to be there to do yeah, it. Somebody's somebody got to be there to tote us along. <laughs> That's it. But as you guys can probably tell, we have been absent for a little while from doing a podcast here. We've been four weeks now without a podcast yeah it's right out a month and it is no fault of anybody's but christians hey now <laughs> we'll just hey, go ahead and blame whoa it on now him. <laughs> well hey it won't be run over by some bus what's, what's up with that no uh, no no we have been okay, struggling yeah, mostly <laughs> we've been busy we've been trying to finish up turkey season everybody's been hunting like crazy and christian you don't live up here right now so that's yeah, made it it's it's been it's been hell to be honest with you it's been tough it I live in Mooresville, North Carolina, which is roughly two, two and a half hours away from where we're based out of, which is Avery County, North Carolina. Yeah. So, pretty good drive. So, that has put, at first, it wasn't too bad, but the more I do it, the more I do it, it's getting rougher and rougher. They're at the end of turkey season, having to get up at two and three in the morning to drive two hours to be here before sunrise. I was struggling. Yeah, that starts the day tough. off rough right there. Oh, it's rough. Especially when you stay up at it until 12 o'clock the night before, <laughs> so you only get two hours of sleep. It's been t- it was tough. Yeah, I so guarantee it. So that's put a it. big hamper on what we've been trying to do. So, but it's all for a good cause because we got some great stuff coming. We we'll got get into some that. really good stuff coming. We've got a lot of exciting turkey turkey hunts happening this year. The guys just tore it up. I mean, it was awesome. The rest of the team tore it up. I don't know about the two sitting here in the room, but yeah, everybody Me and Shane else done didn't real do well. Nothing. Well, I'm gonna be honest. After we got back from <laughs> Strutmasters, I was so freaking burnt out. I was just like, all right, I that's need to step away from hunting. For a week or two or three. That's and Shane stepping away from hunting ended my turkey season because <laughs> he pretty much carries me any other time that we go hunting. <laughs> so that was it for me, too. That put an end to yours. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You kind of hurt my feelings when you come into the shop here and wanted to buy some turkey calls. I felt like I was being replaced. Well, I mean, hey, you know, when my <laughs> when my personal turkey caller tells me that he ain't got time to go turkey hunting with me, I'm like, what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> then you come I to me and buy some turkey calls. Yeah, and you what? come to my shop. Well, I mean, I do appreciate Would the you business. Rather me have went somewhere else. <laughs> that's the turkey calls. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> I do appreciate the business. I guess when you put it like that, I I should just be thankful. But I appreciate the loyalty. I didn't come in and do you down. I come in and said, "Hey man, what do I need? Sell it to me. Show me what I need and to do your job." It's basically what. I, show me what I need to replace you, where I don't need you anymore. Is what I got out of all that. Can't be grateful. Can't be thankful. No, no. Come in here to give me money. I'm gonna gripe about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you got to. But there's light at the end of the tunnel as far as. You're being able to do this and being up here more regularly. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm really excited. We finally, it's, the bad part about it is it's being a tourist town. Yeah. You know, because we've got 
obviously got some of the most beautiful scenery in the country. I mean, hands down, it's Blue Ridge Parkway and all that stuff. It's not a secret anymore. It's not. Everybody it's, knows. Everybody and their brother knows. You get people from all over the world at this point. That leaves people like me with nowhere to find a place to live. Oh, I guarantee it. It's been bad. I've spent two plus months trying to find a place and got lucky from a random Facebook post that my aunt seen from somebody else and a comment, <laughs> hey, we've got a place for, for rent. Really cheap. A quarter, of, well, nearly a quarter of what I'm paying now. I'm like, sign me up, please, Lord, let this work out. So, yeah, because luckily, between the tourist town and then having Boone over here in a college town, yeah. it's hard to find a rental property around here yeah, that's not $1,500 a month or $1,200 yep. a month, something well, crazy. you got that. you got Lee's McCray College and Banner Elk. You've yeah. got it all. I mean, it's, it's just tough. But, but like I say, there is a lot there because finally I'm able to get up here and we're going to make this thing is getting ready to explode in a good way. Yeah, we've got a, really a lot way. of stuff coming down the pipe. It's going to be it exciting. Is, it's going to be yes. an awesome year for the hauler hunters yeah, it's, in we, general. What we thought last year would have been, you know, obviously, like we mentioned before, exceeded our expectations by a lot. A lot, a lot. This year, we've already exceeded our expectations this year. Yeah. By far. We'll get into that later, like we say. But yeah, it's, it's going to be good. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Though. Yeah, we've got a lot of people coming on board and it's going to be a fun year. Oh, and yes. Hopefully, deer season goes as well as turkey season did. Hopefully, turkey season, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, deer season this year goes as good as deer season last year. Last year. Did I say that right? I think oh, so. yeah. Anyways. And bear season, <laughs> if the camera activity right now is any indication of how bear season is going to be, it's going to be a banner year. It's going to be it's great. It's going to be insane. We've got everybody finally jumping on board with learning how to use our cameras and yeah. more willing to work with cameras. And plus, we've got more people willing to go to these go hunt. Yeah, and, and out there we're going to so. have everybody equipped with some sort of an action camera, hopefully the Tacticams or some of the guys have got GoPros and stuff yeah. like that. But have chest rigs like you've got that you wear whenever you're diving or turkey hunting or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of guys are going to be wearing that stuff, so it's going to make it a lot easier to film because when you're chasing a bear – it's hard to carry a video camera. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's what a lot of our guys talked about. Like last year, we kind of we didn't really drop the ball, I and mean, we still got some pretty decent footage for what for what we were trying to accomplish. It was yeah. good, you know. But when you're trying to wrestle, you know, three or four dogs on leads, it's on a hot bear. You trying to fight them and keep up with where other dogs are at and everything else going on around you. Not to mention there's a 150 200 plus pound bear in front of you it's kind of hard to do all that and run a camera so yeah it's it's just a lot of multitasking our guys don't like to they don't believe in any kind of distance marksmanship when it comes to bear hunting they like to stick the barrel to its head and yeah and dampen the noise now let me speak to that i mean you know you're talking about your boys having to wear all these cameras outfitted all over the place yeah when i go bear hunting all i need is a dash cam well, that's because you hit it with the truck. No, no, no. Wait just a minute. <clears throat> no, that's not what happened. Okay, the bear hits you in the truck. So, we're down at Lake Madam Mesquite, Dare to Hide Outfitters. It's down there in Hyde County, North yeah. Carolina. So, it's big, huge, I don't even know how many acre farm that they've got down there. Um, so, down there with my dad a few years ago. We're down there hunting. And, uh, you know, so we get on this. Looks like better than a 500-pound bear. You know, huge. It's running, big. Running across this, you know, he's he's 500 acres away from this huge field <laughs> on the other side. Um, so I, I pull out, 
pull my gun out, squat down, take a couple breaths, got him in the scope. Somebody yells, get in the truck. We're going to head him off. He's going to the sanctuary. I was going to say, if you said you <laughs> shot that bear right there, I was calling I, the, oh. I was throwing the flag. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, yep, not happening. That's my bullshit flag right there. <laughs> so anyway, we tear out down this field. We're running parallel to the bear. Beautiful bear. He's, you know, he's 500 yards away. We're running parallel. He's kind of cornering towards us. He's 200 yards away. He's beautiful. He goes down. And this big canal disappears. <laughs> so we hit a hard right turn because between the road, so it's the canal, the road we're on, and then the bear sanctuary mm-hmm. is past that. So we're between him and the sanctuary at this point. You're so the last line of defense. Radios are going wild. Don't <laughs> let that bear get out of the canal. So we're, I mean, we're flying 60 miles an hour out through the field, dust boiling everywhere. Everybody's, where's the bear? Where's the bear? We're all looking around. About that time, bam, bear jumps out of the canal. <laughs> destroys the side of the truck <laughs> alright Paul Harvey finish the story then what happened next the rest, the rest of the story is like yeah there's my bear jump out He, I'm so close to him that I can't find him in a scope I look through my scope I'll see he's black oh. so you roll out and you ice cube him you turn the gun side and pop, away, pop him in the head hey the bear's down the bear was in the freezer we ate the bear I got the bear rug great bear hunt with my dad Great Let me ask this. you a question. Who'd you get to do the taxidermy? Um, I cannot remember that guy's name. He was in Ash County. He does he a good job, a, though. An older guy. Yeah. I, I just wondering how he got the tread marks out of the side of his uh, back. So that, was, that cost a little extra. He charged me a little extra for that. Uh, I would have, if nothing else, I would have flipped the rug over and wrote Goodyear on the bottom of it. <laughs> but he didn't hit the tire. He did, I mean, we had to peel a little paint out of his head. Other than that. So uh, when you shot the bear, the bear was addled, but not dead. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Addled's I mean, a good word for it. Well, I, I mean, you know, it, I was in the danger zone, man. I mean, I was right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were he, sitting in the passenger side of the truck. I mean, that was a high-speed accident. I mean, it was a high-speed accident, and you're face-to-face with the bear in the same five minutes. I mean, you know, I'm four feet away from this thing. I mean, he could have came to and, and snapped my head off. You, know? you should have just in- exchanged insurance information and walk away. Is that not what you're taught to do? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. God. Uh, all right, well, we got a little off track right there. Oh, we got so into the stories a little so quicker than I wanted to. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, we are going to go into our first break, and we will be back shortly with Episode 4 of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. Here in the Appalachian Mountains, we are subject to some of the most drastic climate changes anywhere in the country. Whether it's hotter than blue blazes in the summertime or colder than a froze toad rooster in the wintertime, Carhartt has you covered from head to toe. Visit Carhartt.com and see why they are the official apparel company of the Appalachian Hunters. Alright guys, welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And as we were saying before, we just finished up turkey season this year. And like I said, we had an awesome year of course we haven't been going that long it's only our second turkey season as a group but i don't know well we're going to be pushing every year from now to beat this year i mean this year's going to be tough to beat it's going to be tough to beat but it but it's very much it's very yeah what's the word it's definitely beatable it's because you got to think you didn't get no turkey well yeah i didn't get no turkey 
I got a turkey. Sam never got no. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Claus never got no turkey, and that sucker hunted harder than anybody. I have to say, harder than anybody else on the team. Sam stayed with it. I mean, he's the only guy I know. I don't think he, if he missed a day, I'm surprised if he ever missed a morning. And That's because he got up and went every single day. He's it's not from lack of trying. I hate to say it, but when he gets it all figured out, and it'll it will all come together no, for it's him. Going he's to way once, too. And I hate it. I'd hate to be a turkey when it finally comes together for him. Because once he gets whatever it is, whatever it is that comes to him, whenever he gets it, if it's anything like it is for how for how bear hunting is yeah. for him, there ain't going to be a safe turkey no, inside. No, they're going to be in trouble. It's going to be a bad day to be a thunder chicken yeah. for sure. Because the reason we're saying this is because <clears throat> Sam Clausen, like we say, you've had it's my stepdad, uh, the guy we've had on a couple other or a couple other of our podcast episodes i can't speak now i don't know what's going yeah, on yeah english is tough it is anyways but we've had him on here <clears throat> i mean master bear hunter i mean you ask anybody well and dog around trainer. here yeah he's, dog trainer everybody bear says he's probably the best dog trainer whether it's yeah coons coon dogs bear dogs anything yeah, he's, he's the best very dog trainer anywhere very around. well known not only in the county but i mean in, in all of western north carolina east tennessee i mean straight up yeah um but that being said his first turkey season was last year we mentioned that in another in an earlier episode he didn't even start until last year. Yeah. Last year, he didn't hunt a whole lot. I mean, he, he, hunted, he hunted a pretty good bit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But compared to this year, he hunted, like I say, just about every day. He well, missed very little. And this little. year, he went on his own a lot. He yes. was determined to get out there and get one on film by himself. And that's that's a hard thing to do for anybody. Yeah. Whether you've been hunting five minutes and or 50 years. He caught close years. a lot. Just it's oh, never yeah. could. It's just whatever it is, it's a small piece he's missing. He's going yeah. to be bad for turkey. Real so, bad. Yeah, we had a lot of tags that went unfilled. We yeah. had a lot that got filled, though. Yeah, a lot that got filled. Actually, 28 tag, 28 birds were down in total for Appalachian Holler Hunters. From time it started, whenever we started in Georgia, <clears throat> back in, uh, what was that, March. Yeah, and that was, we didn't even kill a bird in South Carolina as a group. That was no. Georgia, North Carolina, and yep. Tennessee, no, I I think nobody in our team got a, a, a South Carolina bird. Mm-mm. And Which, we had tags. Yep. Had a bunch of tags. Yep. We just, did, we just ran out of time, didn't get right. to. Didn't have time to go down So there. it's very, this year's very much beatable. So we got goals. Yeah. So, but this year was incredible. Compared to last year, very much incredible. Yeah. And we've got some new guys that joined the group as field producers, and they did an awesome job. Gosh, yeah. A I lot mean, of they laid them out. They wore yeah. some turkeys out, yeah. and they got really good footage. We were meeting yeah. with some of them today. Yeah, swapping footage, getting some... Getting our headshots and stuff, or stuff we're working on for a website and stuff, and yeah, we we swap footage, and they've got some really good stuff. Yeah, and I think all the the stuff they learned this year using those barrel mounted tacticams and stuff, yep, that's going to translate a lot into bear season and yes. end up getting a lot of good footage because it's a lot easier to have that camera mounted on the barrel of a gun. It's yep. just easier to tote around. Those things get great footage. It's yeah, 4K it, video, so it's right. You can't beat it for what <clears throat> for when you're right in the middle of action. And you don't. You ain't got an extra hand to hold a camera. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, well, you got a gun. It's there for you. Yep. You're good to go. Can't beat it. But, but all in all, <laughs> it was a great turkey season. We had our sponsors were awesome. Bone Collector Game calls. They really hooked yeah, us up it, this year. Yeah, it really started off. Yeah, super early. It started and, off at the Georgia hunt. Yep. Sent us a bunch of calls. Then they sent us a whole bunch of calls for our youth turkey hunt. And Tacticam, they sent Tacticam us some cam cameras. Sent us some cameras to give away. Uh, Bone Collector uh, also sent us some hats and stuff. Waddell sent us a bunch of apparel and stuff to give away. Yep, it was. we could not ask for anything better. No, I mean, no. It started off just amazing. Went straight from 
the youth hunt or the youth competition hunt that we had yep. here at Mountaineer Outfitters, which turned out awesome. Yep. Had, let's see, six birds. Six good birds killed. Yep, six good birds killed <clears throat> and a ton of happy youngins. Oh, yeah. Everybody um, that showed up left with something. Yep. Trophies, all kinds of Trophies, stuff. Trophies, so. prizes, you name it. And Couldn't, then we beat it. finished <clears throat> that, went straight into Strutmasters. Yep. Had a blast. Got to meet with all our sponsors down there. Got to yep. meet with Bone Collector. Got to meet with Culpepper and Waddell. All those guys had a blast of a time. Yep. Sam then, killed a turkey somewhere in there. Yeah, a blind hog will find an acre near yeah. then. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but straight then, into that, it went from that to it's go time. Open up in Tennessee. Just, well, actually, it opened Tennessee before we done all yeah, that. Yeah, and them boys went in there with a vengeance. They were, they were they mad tore, at they those They tore turkeys. Tennessee apart. Yeah, they were mad at those Mitch turkeys. Mitch and Matthew, Justin Pritchard, all them boys. I mean, and we're killing some weird-looking birds. Wild Did birds. you see the picture of the bird Cody Carpenter killed? I don't think I did, no. It was... It's wild. Yeah, it's like red looking. It looks different than like, anything we... It's more like we, a caramel color. Yeah, it's, it's it looks different than anything we killed. They've been sneaking yep. in somebody's pen or something. <laughs> and whacking some of them yard braised birds. But... Things I mean, are wicked. But yeah, they, they, they tore Tennessee like, apart. Well, and he killed one that looked like that, and somebody else killed one that looked like that, didn't he? Uh, Somebody did. I don't remember which one. It, was it Mitch? It's hard to keep track of when there's 28 birds on the ground. <laughs> That's true. Cody's but, was the wild. No, I think it was Mitch. I could be wrong. I'm pretty I sure it was, it was Mitch that got one. It's, it's similar, but not quite. Because it was around the same area where they killed those birds, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, which is don't, which is all game lands. There's, they, nobody hunted private land in Tennessee Yeah, this year. So it was all public land, hard hunting, real hard hunting. They yeah, put in boy. a lot of miles on their boots. Yeah, and that's where your Onyx hunt stuff comes in big time they it helped those boys out a lot it's oh, gps yes. maps that you can see where all the game land edges well are whenever and, you can go in and roost a bird and you can <clears> mark it and know yeah. exactly where that bird is and know exactly where you need to go in the morning well and you can see topos and find the easiest way in and exactly. out and know exactly how far you are from private land so you yep. don't get right. warden caught on you don't get in any trouble it just right it's you hear a, good a bird thing. that's a thousand yards away, you don't know whether it's on a ridge, whether it's in a holler, whatever, you can kind of guess. Yeah. With Onyx Hunt, you don't have to guess. It's right there in front of your face. You know exactly what the lay of the land is. You know what you're going to get into the next morning. Yeah. Well, or, you got to use that that last week down there on the creek. Yes. When you it got helped it. big time. <laughs> that's a good, pretty good story. That's, yeah. the, that's the closest I've come to killing a turkey. Yeah. And I was so close, but yeah, so far. Well, tell us what happened. Well, like I say, unfortunately, come up short. Never got it. But uh, we'd been hunting some game land here, pretty local. And uh, Matthew, I ain't going to say he's the one that taught me how to turkey hunt, but he's, he's taught me a lot about turkey hunting, uh, especially last year. I hunted, him, hunted with him more than just about anybody. Taught me a ton. Uh, well, these birds specifically are actually some birds we got on last year. And uh, I went in here thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll get a shot actually 100 percent just hit the call from the road honestly yeah it's like let's see see if i get anything good if i hear something we'll go for it tap the call and this bird's hot i mean gobbled his brains out i was like well i know where he's at i actually called matthew's like just so i'm aware like should i go here where should i go in at what do you think looked it up on onyx hunt found a creek where i needed to cross found another holler i needed to get in to try to head him off <clears throat> and i was able to do just that i was yeah. able to get it up and behind them then get up in front of them and got within right at 100 yards, but it's open woods. Yeah. And that was the problem I had is once you get in open woods with a turkey, you just have nowhere you can really you can't go. Hide. You, yeah. you can't. You just have to stay still. 
and until they're out of sight and gone, you can't move again. Yeah. So just unfortunately, just never was able to make it happen. But Onyx Hunt made it a lot easier. If it wasn't for that, I'd have never. There was there was a particular part of that trying to cross a creek. I had no idea where I was supposed to cross that. Well, and there's a lot of steep ground in there. You get a in a bad place, you get hung up in rocks, and yeah. God only knows what else. And yeah, luckily I was able to use that use that app to be. Well, able and to you're go. right up against State Park too. If you get in the wrong yep. area right there, they've got cameras all over that place, and you will go to jail. You'll get a ticket or yep. go to jail. Yep, and I don't want to have nothing to do with that. No, <laughs> no, they're getting pretty, pretty strict on that yep. on that side of the world. But yeah, don't want to have nothing to do with it. But like I say, thank you. Thankfully, was able to use it and help with the help of Matthew and stuff. I was able to get close. I was real close. Mm. It had me fired up. I'm telling you. Well, the I can't say that. That's not <clears> the closest <throat> I've been to killing one because you know I took a shot off in twenty, yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, but we don't speak of that. Well, it happens. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to send it. Hope for the best. Yeah, that's, that's it. Well, I went down there same area one morning, and I. I have never hunted that area of the county. I stay on this side. I just don't really go down there very often. You had told me there were birds down there. You weren't going to be able to make it back up there. So I was like, I'm going to try to get down there and just see what I can hear. I took one morning off, and this was one of the two mornings I hunted western North Carolina this turkey season. And I got down there, and I pull up in the edge of this field, just place to get off the road. And I thought, well, this would be a good place to start. I got out of the truck, and I eased the door closed, and I walked up to the front of the truck, and I was like sitting there listening, looking around. I'm like, this looks pretty good. I wonder if there's anything close. And I hit my slate call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right behind the truck. Boom! He just went to hammering. I turn around, there's a turkey at 75 yards on the other side of a one-lane gravel road walking down toward me. I don't have a gun in my hand. I don't have any of my stuff. I'm just standing there at the truck like, well shit. oh god <laughs> this ain't gonna work yeah and he walks within about 50 yards of the truck just screaming at me and then turns around and leaves the yep. world gone but i heard a bunch of turkeys in there that morning oh that yeah. was the only one that gobbled and came to me now i went down out to the end of the road and went on up in the woods and was calling and walking didn't hear anything come around a big curve and here comes a turkey up over the edge of the bank that was coming in silent yeah. just running at me yeah and of course he was as surprised to see me as i was him and he took off and i don't know that he's landed yet but he went <laughs> yeah. i think he come back to this side of the county maybe maybe we'll have some turkey <laughs> for next year so. but so i think you done you had more success at just random places of finding turkeys and anything buddies houses well that random it. yards off the side of the main highway my normal spots were garbage <laughs> this year I mean, I don't think I heard a gobble anywhere that I normally go. And I had to go, and I just stumbled into some turkeys in random places like down there. Yep. And then I rode over to one of my buddy's house. He's building a new house. And I last day of turkey season, I'm not going to go. It's windy. There, I just give up. So I get off work here at 12, and I'm like, I'm just going to go ride around, visit with some people, and just run my mouth. And so I decided to stop over at Puddin's house. And over at his new place and i pull up and standing right there beside the house two long beards full strut gobbling her heads off so i'm standing there leaning up against a pile of trusses for his house with a call <laughs> calling and they're coming at me and they get 30 yards and just start strutting back and forth and gobbling their heads off and i'm just standing there like yeah this is a yep. pretty good way to end my turkey season yep and, and if, if the shoe would have been on the other foot if pudding would have been at your house and saw those turkeys <laughs> 
He would have climbed on the roof and jumped off with his pocket knife. Yeah, yeah. If he hadn't had a gun, he would have been trying to find a, like makeshift a slingshot out of a stick and a rubber band. Or, yeah, I wouldn't have given a nickel for those turkeys hunting if she would have been on another foot. At that point, I just with uh, with what we do, if you can't get it on camera, it yeah. don't matter. And I could have got it on camera, but what oh, so kind you of got video? Some pretty cool video of it. Yeah, I mean, it was different looking because you're peeping around the corner of a, <laughs> of just, a house, just creeping around, <laughs> looking the house. like I'm. It looks like I'm a peeping Tom trying to peep in on somebody, and what I'm trying to do is peep around on these turkeys. <laughs> oh Lord! But but overall, still, it was a it was good. It is is an awesome season. Now you done some turkey hunting by yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So, and it actually makes me feel really good that you didn't call in or hear any turkeys. Yeah, in it, your normal spots. No. because I've been hunting with you, so your normal spots are my only spots. <laughs> so yeah i cruised around a few times and uh that right you know. there's the reason rednecks blindfold people before they take them fishing <laughs> that's, it. that's exactly or take why. them turkey hunting or this, take them in, turkey in hunting point. in this should have put the blindfold on you yep. yeah because Sorry, I, go I, ahead i knew i mean like yeah i, I got this <laughs> come in the the mountaineer outfitters here buy me some turkey calls no problem i'm just as good as shame here we go <laughs> well after you know a couple hours of riding around making sweet music on my new turkey calls mm-hmm. or so i thought nothing no nothing no holler from a crow no rabbits crossing the road nothing i mean it was dead out there oh, so yeah. i thought well i have scared everything in the world off never see anything again but i was very unsuccessful after you know on my own very unsuccessful. i make it look pretty easy that's true it's it's very true like we've I, been fortunate <clears throat> the two or three times me and you've been well, it's been more than that, but we've been very fortunate when we go hunting together. It it don't happen like Birds that. Birds go down. They die. And that's yeah. what everybody's like, man, I've hunted my whole life. I didn't see any turkeys for two or three years in a row. I'm like, what are you doing wrong? I mean, Shane gets a turkey every time he goes. Well, and then we took Anna that one time, mm-hmm. and that bird crawled up in her lap. I oh, mean, that was great. That <clears throat> was, it was literally the most picture-perfect turkey hunt I've ever seen, and to not get a shot off right there, it was beyond anything I've ever seen. We literally pull up, turkeys gobbling on the roost, cross the road. We got permission to hunt that side of the road. Walk over there. Tell her, sit down right here. Sammy, you sit down right there. I'm going to sit right here. We sat down. Turkey, there's probably, what, like 50 yards of woods and then that tree patch? Right, yeah, it was close. And then he's on the other side of the tree patch. So I start calling. He flies down toward us. Lands in the edge of the field, starts strutting and walking and drumming and spitting right at us. Ten minutes, and he's within gun range. And eleven minutes, and he's within rock range. I mean, he's getting close, and she never fired a shot. Oh, yeah. Well, she was off. She was pointed kind of the wrong direction. She was set up, you know, like twenty degrees off or something. It It wasn't a lot. It was, but she. We had told her if it gets close, you cannot move until you're ready to shoot. And ah, she didn't understand that you could flip the safety off and pop and twist and shoot. But it was a lack of communication. But it was so nice. I mean, that bird come in on a string. It was probably one of the most. I mean, he read the script. He done exactly what you want every turkey to do and still didn't die and then we chased him for about two hours never could get him to do it again but see the script i think shane's already got the script wrote before he goes turkey hunting because we were down uh we were in the game lands over here one day we pull up you know we hear the turkeys gobbling here we are all right we cruise up in the woods we get set up shane says now you sit here and you point this way and i'm gonna sit right behind you and i'm gonna point the opposite (laughs) way 
Well, me and all my professional turkey hunting, I, oh, yeah, that's it, man. That's what's going to happen. He's going to come right to the end of my gun barrel. It's going to be awesome. Well, you know, 10 minutes later, he comes 20, 30 yards from my gun barrel in the brush. You know, can't get a good shot off. And then Shane hits a call a couple times. He turns a hard left turn right in front of Shane's gun barrel. Well, no, that's not exactly how it happened. <laughs> that's exactly how no, it not. He knew, you knew we exactly were pointing, what you were doing. We were pointing the same direction, and he come around behind us. That was the hunt with the dirt mound. Yeah, oh, and he yeah. come yeah, around behind yeah. us, and I told you to roll over on your belly because he's about to come around that dirt mound. Yeah, oh yeah, that's and just it. As, so, I, so as soon as you told me to look the other way, <laughs> I looked the other way. So now Shane's looking the only. Yeah, that's how it went down. Yeah, yeah okay, as I'm soon as you, so you. Yeah, hey, don't look over here. Don't look. Hey, you look this way, and then the turkey comes that way. Yeah, as soon as you roll over, he does a one eighty and comes back the opposite direction and walks right in front of the gun. And I look at Samuel, and Samuel's laying on his, bar- on his belly looking that way, and I'm like, I go, you can't kill him, can you? <laughs> and he, he looks not. at me like, what the heck? What do you think? Do you think I can kill this turkey right now? And he goes, shoot him. I said, all right. <laughs> I didn't argue with you very long no, when no. you said shoot that bird. Played me like a fiddle from the beginning, I think. Well, I don't want- <laughs> Let's go into the first turkey hunt you went with me. When we were down there at the curve. Oh, yeah. Now, that was that couldn't have went any better. My first day turkey hunting. It well, could have went a little day. bit better. You could have waited on the turkey that was gobbling. Well, hey, I saw a turkey. <laughs> it had a beard. I mean, that's it. <laughs> this, I mean, that's what we're here after. So, what happened? So, we're hunting. We got a turkey to gobble. Same situation. We walk right over. I tell Samuel, sit down right here. Turkey's coming that way. And I sat 30 yards behind him. I'm sitting there calling. And I had been after this turkey all season long. Pudding had been after this turkey all season long. He was uncallable. He would gobble his head off, but he would not come to us. And he broke stride, and he was coming. Oh. He was actually getting closer because he would stay just inside a hearing range, just enough to give you hope, yeah. just to make you think this could possibly happen because there's no way to walk down through there. It's right. all It's a big old holler, and he's on the other side of the holler. And he finally broke, and he's coming. Hmm. And so I'm sitting back there just doing my thing, calling and stuff. And I can see Samuel, but I can't see anything in front of where Samuel's at. And I'm thinking, this is going to happen at any time. And then I look to the left, and I can see an opening. It's basically an old roadbed to Samuel's left that they've got planted in grass. And here comes Jake walking up through there. And he gets within about five or ten yards of samuel and then turns and walks right in front of samuel's gun barrel Mm -hmm. and i seen samuel's shoulders tense up and i'm thinking huh is he shooting at that jake or is he shooting at the big bird maybe the big bird come across the top of the hill too and sure enough kablooey (laughs) i mean it was a bird it was there we were there to kill the turkey you killed the turkey true enough you didn't i didn't specify a specific turkey but i don't blame you for a first bird, that was an awesome bird. And you literally tore that bird's head off. And it was so close. It was a bird in the hand. And how many birds did y'all have in the bush this year? Well, later that who got one in the hand this year. <laughs> later that day, how many did we end up with in the bush? Well, that's true. We got a much bigger bird that same day. Yeah. Well, we, when I say we, Shane got a much bigger bird. <laughs> and then I got heckled again. Oh yeah, take me out and let oh, me yeah, shoot the baby exactly bird and then you go yeah. shoot a freaking giant. <laughs> That, and that uncallable <laughs> turkey, that was him. And uh, you called in that Jake at the last minute, knowing that I would shoot that Jake. 
knowing that this uncallable bird is going to be the next ridge over. Uh, we were like 15 miles away. That wasn't hey, the next ridge over. If I you call tell it, the story like you want to tell it, I'm going to tell it like it, the truth. <laughs> yeah, if that was the uncallable turkey, he put on some legs between the time you shot and the time we killed that next. Because we were 15 miles away at least. That's awesome. On a completely different mountain. Oh, but. that's awesome. Gosh. Oh, Lordy. Well, anyway, so I, Samuel is into a lot of other stuff, not just hunting and fishing. Tell us what you've been doing today. Well, so today we had a uh, fire department dive team training day. So I'm a member of the, the Linville Fire Department here. We've got a rescue dive team. So we went down to the Gray Quarry this morning. We did some uh, did some training. We did a lot of drills. So um, one drill that's pretty essential is when you're underwater, if your mask comes off yeah then you have to figure out what to do because you can't just bolt back to the surface because you'll you know get the bends nitrogen build up yeah kill yourself so probably the hardest thing and the thing they really hammer into you the most in scuba diving is your life support once you're down below you know 60 feet or so your life support's right here your life support is not at the top yeah but being humans your first instinct is to go where the air is go to the surface yeah that's not the best plan so just being you know aside from your your secondary mission so always in in recreational scuba diving your first mission is surviving don't drown so yeah i mean really (laughs) you're down there to do to either have fun you're down there to do a specific task but your main goal is to survive just to make it back to the surface so 90 percent of what we're doing is is training ourselves to be safe and you know doing practices where if you're ever caught up in that situation, if you go down, something happens, you know, you've got an alternate air supply, yeah. you've got an extra mask in your pocket, you've got all these drills, and, you know, it's like anything else. You do them over and over and over, and then if you ever are faced with that situation, then you know what to do by instinct. And you don't you, panic. Right. Because panic, everything from, from day one, the first dive I ever went on, mm-hmm. don't panic is the main thing. Yeah. Because if you panic, you're going to hurt yourself or you're going to hurt somebody else. Yeah. But so we actually, today, the dive team actually got put on standby. There was an incident at Elk River Falls, <coughs> which is our main our main problem spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if some of the guys that are on the dive team have done some recoveries down there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're getting set up to where it's possible to do a save. Um, you know, it's, it's really not probable, but if all the cards fall just right and somebody disappears under the water, there is a possibility that we can get there. Get there fast enough somebody. to get them back mm-hmm. out. Right. And for everyone listening to the podcast, Elk River Falls is a local waterfall here on the other side of the county that is notorious for people to go to swimming, recreational swimming, and they'll jump off the top of it. And it's full of garbage down there, is it not? Oh, yeah. You've dove Cars, in there. Yeah, I've, I've been. I've been there. I've been yeah, the you've been to the bottom of it. There's rocks. There's trees. There's. I I saw one. I don't. It was just a piece of, uh, <laughs> like just a piece of quarter round metal. Yeah. That was stuck up. Just, just sticking, sticking up. Sticking up right there where people jump off. Well, I, when you we, guys we go in it. there and tear it out and stuff, but every time it rains really hard, you never know what's going to wash down know. there. Yeah, you never really know. So, so I have the questions just because I said it, not really knowing. I've always heard there's like car parts and stuff down in there what is there that type of junk down in there well i've been to the bottom and i didn't see any of that stuff. none of that but you know with stuff changing there's wash there's always right. stuff going on under there that nobody really knows what's happening now right. is it so, the pressure coming off the falls that 
just pushes them down and don't let them back up, or is it them hitting something and getting knocked out? Or well, so I mean, we've we've all been there swimming. I mean, I used to jump off of falls yeah. when I was in high school. You know, I, it was great I, fun. I never got that stupid. I was there. I did. Never I was. Did I was way cooler than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way dumber than I was. <laughs> But so, you know, if you're if you're at the bottom of the falls, you're looking up, people jump from the left, they jump from the right. And in the swimming pool area of the falls, just to the right, is a big rock that people think, wow, that's way safer. That's only 15 feet off the water as versus, you know, 50 feet off the water. Yeah. That's the place I want to jump. Well, actually, that's the most dangerous place to jump. Really? Off the falls. Because about three feet out from where that is, there's a shelf. Mm-hmm. So people go, people jump from there. They don't jump out far enough. They, when they hit the water, their head kicks back and that ledge conks them out. Uh. Well, there's a, there's a flow that's right there close. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually, uh, Paul Cole, he's, he's, he's our, probably, he's our most experienced diver that we've got. And we're actually talking about doing some more research and trying to figure out exactly what the water does right there. Yeah. Cause we're not sure if there's a, if there's an underground tunnel where the water's coming out and pouring on out into the river yeah and there's a but there's a tree right there that people get hung up in and that's where they've made their recoveries most of their recoveries from yeah is that tree so people jump off there they get knocked out they go down the water sucks them in there and they just don't come up yeah so i mean you know imagine how crazy that'd be you see your buddy jump off he's jumping off this little bitty rock and he's just gone now are most of the issues down there off the low rock or are they off the high side so to my knowledge most of the issues have been off that lower rock really right there yeah that's crazy because the high side you said is what 50 feet uh 60 feet it's probably it's probably 60 or so it's it's a long ways to the Mm -hmm. bottom i mean yeah it's way further than i would ever want to jump off of yeah i never jumped off that side i jumped off the left side which is probably 25 feet or so yeah off the water now does it have a deep pool underneath it or it's um i think it's in the 40s 40 some feet down there to the bottom but the water's still pretty crazy and it can do you know it can suck you back underneath actually the first time that i was training in there in the falls um so me and uh, we've got a a master diver on our dive team is from johnson city yeah so i said man i want to go under there i want to see it and he's like let's go so we're going down we're cruising under there and uh, we're at about 20 feet or so. We're going, we're headed back behind the waterfall. Yeah. So we're we're diving down through there. Everything's awesome. So I'm, you know, cruising around, taking it all in, and I'm seeing these bubbles coming down that's coming from, the you know, the waterfall is pushing air under. Yeah. You're seeing bubbles. And so kind of like something off of Finding Nemo, maybe, I turn up and I look, and I'm like, man, those bubbles are so awesome. Well, as soon as I turn up and look to take all this in, the water hits me just – I mean, like you're pouring it out of the bucket on my face and blows me back out in the pool. Yeah. Um, so all I can do, I, I put one, I put my hands, both my hands over my face to hold my mask and to hold my regulator in my mouth. Yeah. And it just cruises me back, pushes me on back out to the back. Well, the dive master that was with us, he said, you know, I, I got back out, I got up, got my bearings, everything was fine for me. Yeah. I look around, I don't see him, and I'm like, oh, well, great. Now what am I going to do? Yeah. So we're I'm sitting there for just a minute, you know, looking, kind of thinking, okay, he's he knows more than I do. He's smarter than I do. Now, are you I surfaced am, at this I'm, point? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. up top looking around for him. Yeah. So here in probably a minute after that, which is an eternity when you're sitting there watching, waiting for somebody to come up out yeah. of the water. 
um, he pops up. Well, he comes over and we talk for a minute, and he's like, "Man, I'm." Uh, he's like, "It shot me under the water, so it got him behind the waterfall." Yeah. So he's back there, but he knows, you know. I mean, he's he's been. I don't know if he's been in that specific situation, but he's been in situations like that before. Yeah. So he came out and he said, "Just by the way, what would you have done if you if you would have got shot back there?" And I said, "I have no idea." I mean, I guess just try to get out. And he's like, so for your information, he's like, I'm really glad this didn't happen. We probably should have went over this before we got in the water. But so if you, if you're trying to swim through a waterfall, you have to go down, which I didn't know at that point, but because the water's forcing you down, if you're trying to go to the surface, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. You'll never make it. So if you're ever caught in that situation, go down. Go down. I mean, you know, it's against, it's just, but it's just like being underwater. It's against everything that comes natural yeah. right. to you. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's, it's an eerie place. And it's, you know, since I was a kid, I've been like, man, I wonder what's down there like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But so, what's visibility like in there? Um, about a foot and a half. So once you get down there, you really you can't, can't see, see anything. No. You're just feeling around. Yeah. So I wear bright orange fins. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, if, Somebody can see me. Yeah. Um, now, do y'all have but, lights and stuff you carry yeah, down there? Yeah, so you always carry a light, and then you always carry extra light in case you drop your light, so you have a light to find your light. Uh. <laughs> 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 All right. But, uh, yeah, the visibility's not much, and you're trying to swim. You know, you're trying to be – everybody's trying to stay together as a group. So, you know, in case yeah. something does happen, you got somebody there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's really hard to keep up with somebody. Because I actually I, – I saw a golf ball wedge – down here in between these two huge boulders. I mean, I have no idea how it got there, but I was like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so I turn over to look at that, and I'm like, huh, that's cool. And I look back, and it's just black. I mean, I might as well be in the middle of the ocean when nobody oh. around. Can't see nothing. Holy wow. cow. So I said, hmm. So well, I think they went that way. So I swam around that way for a few minutes, and I looked up on them uh. that time. But, yeah, it's, it's really easy to get turned around. So now, I was going for my, my advanced certification, which is – the second certification in in dive training um so we were out on a wreck out of moorhead and uh so they told us before we left they're like don't go past the markers there's lines down here you know the bow of the ship's all busted up you can't go out that way stay back here at the stern you know around everybody else yeah so i was like well this is cool but there's you know whatever 10 other people in the water or something i was like i gotta get away from all these people let's go to some uncharted let's, areas let's do some oh, cool God. stuff oh <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so me and this kid that are, that was my dive buddy, Yeah, we were going through the same class together and he was probably 18, 17, 18 years old. He's about six, three. He might've weighed 98 pounds. (laughs) I mean, little scrawny guy. So we're, I'm like, come on, let's go. So we're cruising out through there towards the bow. Well, I didn't have a compass at that point, which at the time I didn't know was as grave a mistake as it was. (laughs) So we're cruising out through there. And, you know, I'm swimming. I think I'm swimming north. I think I'm swimming in a straight line. Yeah. So we get out there to the end. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let's turn back. So you can see about 20 feet at this point. Okay. And we've probably swam 60 feet. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, okay, turn about face. We go back. Well, turn, swam, 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 swam. Ended back up at the bow in the same spot that I just left. You're swimming in circles, so, ain't you? Huh. <laughs> so apparently one leg kicked faster than the other yeah you like a fish with a short fin you're just going in circles <laughs> but so now we're up at the bow of the boat can't see much we're in 75 or so feet of water yeah we're about out of air hmm. now what do we do well we go up 
So you go up and you have to do a stop. You have to do a safety stop to let your body kind of decompress, get yeah. the nitrogen stuff out. So we're headed up. We're stopping 15 feet from the surface. So we're there. You look up. You can't see nothing. You look left. You can't see nothing. Look right. Look down. Nothing. I mean, it's just like you're suspended in space because the visibility's low. You can't see anything. Even when you get close to the surface there, yeah. you couldn't yeah, see you couldn't anything. See, you couldn't see nothing. That's insane. So, uh, I mean, all you got to go by is your, your computer, you know, that's telling you where you're at, telling you yeah. how deep you are, and you got to stay there for a certain amount of time. Um, so that's a little eerie. So yeah. we're kind of standing there, hanging out, waiting out. So these two big barracudas, I mean, I don't know how big they're huge. Yeah. Come up to us, and if you've ever been in the water with a barracuda, it's I've been there, kind of unnerving. Yeah. So they they stare into your soul, and they, they just, really do. They, they look just, evil, and they, they snap they their teeth. Yeah, they ain't nothing but a mouthful of teeth, right? And they just—it's like they're talking to you with their mouth open. You know, they're just going real slow back and forth, opening their mouth and closing their mouth. Just yeah, showing off like, hey, you know, I could bite your head off. Oh yeah, if I really wanted to. Well, we go snorkeling and stuff when I went with Chris and Melissa to the Bahamas a lot. And her dad does a lot of spear fishing, just snorkeling. He's got some tanks and stuff down there too. I think he does some scuba diving, but he carries a dive bag. And when he spears a fish, he puts it in his dive bag, and he'll get three or four, and then go back to the boat. He actually had a barracuda come and grab his dive bag. He's had it happen multiple times, and he said you just basically got to let him have it. But one grabbed his dive bag and got his leg at the same time. Mm. And he said he went to stabbing it with the spear, trying to get it to get loose from his leg. He got back to the boat, and he was cut all to pieces. Oh, yeah, I guarantee you. I mean, because all they are is teeth yeah. and bad bad, bad, bad intentions. Yeah. I mean, that's all they are. They look evil. They oh, look yeah. They look mean. For sure. But, all right, guys, well. well hang I, on. Before uh, we go to our break. Before we go to the break, what just, do you got? Just because it's been bothering me. Okay. I was thinking about Elk River Falls. Just for whatever reason, it sparked my interest. Have you seen the movie filmed down there? The uh, uh, It's on Netflix. I had the name of it right there. Uh, Legend of a White-Tailed Deer Hunter. Have you seen that yet? I have not. You've got to watch that. I've heard people talk about it, and they didn't always talk real great about it. It's just weird. Like It's, it's got, it's got a... Huh? Yeah. It, yeah. Huh. The, like It's funny enough, like the main kill shot, they kill a deer on the falls. Huh. <laughs> or From, shoot at a deer on the falls like there's deer like all like hanging off all these big rocks they've animated in there it's kind of ridiculous well from what i heard it's a good storyline i've heard them talk about it on uh i think one of the drury's podcasts they didn't talk about it real highly because they said it portrayed hunters in a negative light uh to an extent it did like they portrayed that the main character to be a poacher an alcoholic yeah kind of you know kind of the same in the same way Ideally, I thought it was a good storyline. Yeah. Is it, is it, does it betray all hunters? No, not even close. Yeah. But the storyline's there. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I Like I said, Long I story, haven't seen it. you got to watch. It's the guy, it's a guy who has his own hunting show, or, or he's been, it's great hunting show, like the best hunting show ever, apparently. Yeah. Or trying to be the best hunting show ever. Uh, he's trying to get his son into hunting, he's, and that's, this, that's the next episode he's working on, is getting his son involved. Yeah. Long story short. They're out here in the game, actually game lands in McDowell County is where they film all of it, most of it. That's crazy. And they end up up here at Elk River Falls after after this big non-typical yeah. is what they're after. The non-typical, the non-typical. And they got one camera guy. I met I met the guys actually when I worked at the country house. They come in. I had no <laughs> idea what they were doing at the time. I didn't know they were any significance. And I found out long, like two months later, the main guy was like the, uh, he was on Men in Black 3. Yeah. He was uh the old portraying the old guy but he was the young guy 
Yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't about. think of his name. It'd make way more he sense was to think of his name. being the younger version of Tommy Lee Jones' yes, character. Yes, yes. I got but you. But it's that guy, and I didn't realize it until I say like three months later. Cool guys. But anyways, yeah. But that's the storyline. You have to go watch it if you haven't. It's it's. I, I got to hear what you yeah, think I'll, about it. I'll it's interesting. It. I'll check it out. We'll, it's interesting. We'll it's, do a movie review on the next podcast <laughs> and see what we think it's about out this. There. But, but anyways, you was talking about Elk River Falls, so I had to ask. Have you seen it? You say I've not seen it. You've got yeah. to. I mean, it's, I've it's had, pretty interesting. I've had dreams of a waterfall standing full of giant deer before, but well, that's what this is to an extent. It's yeah. pretty ridiculous, and that's I actually seen it there. Once you once you go down to the bottom of Elk, like go past the falls and on down, there's a big field down there. We're across the river. Yeah, and I sat sitting there watching. It's like that looks familiar. Oh wait a minute, that's where that is. <laughs> they filmed that where well, they we said there's some big lot. deer down in that area. That's what I've heard. I, I don't know. I ain't never hunted it either. I've hunted it, but I ain't never seen nothing. I got you. It is what it is. Yep. That but seems to be a common thing with you is... Hey. Hey. <laughs> Easy. Easy. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, We're doing good. <laughs> it'll be all right. It'll yeah, be your when time. I kill a bigger deer than you this year, I mean, it's going to be great. I'll be tickled for you. <laughs> I'll be happy for you. I'll do everything I can to put you on a bigger one than I'm going to kill. I take back what I said about you. <laughs> I don't think you said anything bad, but I don't. I, was I don't want to know what you were thinking there. It wasn't nice. All right, guys. Anyway, anyway, go let's go to break. We'll be back shortly with the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. Man, I was going down the road. Did you see all them turkeys down there at Farmer Johnson's place? Nah, man, I didn't see them. Man, there was at least 20 or 30 of them out there strutting around this morning. Really? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We need to get on them. Well, that's right we do, but the thing is, he won't let nobody hunt that place there. Man, that ain't no problem. We can get on the Onyx Hunt app. We can find who owns the properties around them, get permission to go hunt them, and get after them. Really? If I'd have known that, I'd have been on birds all over the county last year. Yeah, man, you can mark waypoints. You can see topo maps, and you can see neighboring parcels, so you can hunt all around him. So if you got that stubborn landowner that won't let you on it, find out who owns the property beside him and go hunt. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to download that thing right now. Download it, man, and get started. <sighs> man, are you tired? Dude, I'm killed. Man, how can you be tired? It's open day of turkey season. I know, we've been scouting all week. Man, take one of these rowdy energy. Hit a lot of fire under you real quick. That's better now, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Now we'll run through the woods like a madman. Like a cheeto on cocaine. Let's go get it. Let's get it. All right, guys. We are back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And we got into a little bit of a discussion here during the break. And we're going to carry this on into the podcast because I feel like it's worth talking about. Yes. We were just talking about the Mayweather versus one of the Paul, Paul boys. Logan Paul. Is it Logan? Yep, Logan Paul. The fight, and it's tomorrow yep. at lunchtime. Yeah, well this, it, today is June 5th, by the way. This probably won't get there until Wednesday after the fight. So Yeah, so we have no idea what's going to happen. Nobody right. does. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. It really as is. As far as there's not any scoring, and there's not going to be a winner announced. Yep. And they can call it a knockout or not call it a knockout, but... But still, they're, to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong. But everything I've seen, they're not going to have a legit winner. No, like there's, no, there's judges, no judges or nothing. Just, there's to no scoring. And they said if someone gets knocked down or unable to fight, then they'll just quit. 
Yeah. It's basically a glorified sparring session. Yeah. Is all it is. But for how many millions of dollars? It's stupid. I don't even remember. It's ridiculous. It's it's great marketing on both of them's part. Oh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't ask. I mean, it's smart. But when they're standing at, they're getting ready to fight, it looked like you and Samuel standing, looking at each other. Yes. I'm 6'5". 230, by I'm 4'3". Just kidding. <laughs> Christian's fairly close to 6'5". <laughs> if, if you consider the fight, that's what they're saying. I mean... He's, he's, he's close. Well, whenever they done the stare down, Hell Mayweather was staring at his throat. Yeah. <laughs> was, I don't know. It's, it's more like his nipples. I mean, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I never see. I never even heard of the Paul boys. Like surprisingly, like I never heard anything about it. So, I, to be honest with you, I dug deep this week. Like, like before I go to bed tonight, I've been like, "Who are these MFers?" Like I was sitting there scrolling, scrolling. I found well, out. Well, learned a lot in the last couple of days. And they're just they're cocky YouTube guys. Yeah, hundred percent. But they've made a fortune doing it. Yes, and and they've every, won some legit boxing well, matches. That's it. Everybody wants to see them get their ass kicked for some reason. Just like, because they're YouTube. Just because they're doing something well, that they're not supposed to because they didn't start out doing it yeah i'm honestly pulling for logan in this one well like, but all they have can't help it. all they'd have to do is make youtube videos and work out i mean yeah. hell if i didn't have nothing else to do for a long time i could turn into a professional boxer after a couple of years if i wanted right. to and that's what they're saying they're like we ain't supposed to be here but look we put in the time you well, put enough time into anything it'll be good yeah i mean hell look at this hunting show we've done we put time into it and it's doing better <laughs> than i ever thought it was <laughs> I mean, and them boys look pretty stout, and they've actually oh, yeah. started. I mean, they've got more money than they know what to do with, so they can right. hire the best boxing coaches in the world. Yep. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm not going to pay to watch the fight. No, because you know no. it's going to be on YouTube twenty minutes after it's over, yeah. but and every, on all over social media. But I'm excited to see how it turns out. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because it's one of those what ifs. Yeah. If if just like they're saying, and they're marketing it the same way. If Logan Paul wins this fight, holy cow, he beat the great, what's well, considered the greatest boxer of all pound time. Pound for pound, yeah. Straight up. And if he, if but he if, connects but with if Mayweather. Went, or even if, yeah, even if he connects with him, it's going to be big. Yeah. I mean, that was like with the McGregor fight. They were pretty close to the same size. Yeah. This guy, I mean, I understand you are the best boxer And he's fought guys close to that size and people like that I before. But now he's how old now? Well, and this guy's twenty six years old. He's gonna fight. I don't know. Twenty six year old beast. I, I mean, mean, just to be honest, if he not if Mayweather knocks him out, that's gonna be saying something for him because I mean it, he's a lot smaller than that guy. I know size yeah. is not everything in a fight like that. But if I'm not mistaken, I, I think I don't know. It's one of those things that can for be it, staged. But I seen a thing on his so, on Logan's social they posted months ago. He actually got knocked out by another boxer. Yeah, and it looked like a pretty easy knockout. So if he's if no, that's legit, and if he's that easy to knock out, he may do it. He yeah, may get knocked Mayweather's out. Mayweather's fast. I don't right. care how old he is. He's fast. Right. And that's how he made his money. Was he but, figured it? Out, he figured out the art of it. I mean, yeah, he figured out the art look, of, of of getting points, and that's it. Yeah, if you look into a lot of his fights, it was wins by unanimous decision. It wasn't yeah. knockout wins, right? So we're I don't not know. professional box boxer uh, analysis by no analyst. means. Analyst. Analysis. 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 But no, but it's, I, it's topic of conversation across the world right now. I mean, yeah. Because, like I mentioned before, all this stuff, if 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 Floyd Mayweather wins this fight, you know, quotation, wins well, this fight, and the only way he gains nothing. Okay, he knocked out, he killed, he beat up a YouTuber. Wow. He gains about $30, 40000000 million. A ton of money. There's like a ton that. of money there. 
but if Logan Paul wins this fight, that changes everything. He's I mean, going to have to fight all these other guys because you know McGregor's going to want a piece of it. Well, they're That's already wanting, and his brother's fixing to fight um, Woodley. Yeah, Woodley, who is a legit fighter. Like yes. right now, he he's going. He better bring his stuff. He's yep. going to get his ass beat. I reckon. So I reckon Jake's like the cock, the cocky younger brother. He's that guy. Yeah. Logan's the more mature. But he's the bigger one, guy. isn't he? Yeah, Logan's a bigger one. I mean, he's he's not little. Uh-uh. I don't know that you'd call either of them peaceful or not cocky. No. They're both but, cocky, but the uh, the other one, not Logan. He's not as bad as his brother. Yes. The brothers, the younger brother's the one that you've seen on everything. It took Mayweather's hat and all that stuff and caused a big ruckus. Yeah. And now Mayweather wants to fight both of them. <laughs> But anyway. Do you have any input on this, Sam Gates? I do not. I'm in the dark on this. You're in no the dark. Like, you, you're going to have this. to go and look this up real quick yeah, before this happens. It's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, he's literally, he's eight inches taller than him and outweighs him by probably 40, 50 pounds or more. Hmm. And yeah. half his age. Yeah. For God's sake. I mean, it just from an outside looking in, like I said, we're, we don't know shit about boxing, but just from the outside looking in, it doesn't look like it's starting out to be a fair fight even though he is the most experienced boxer that's the thing in the world, it's, it's such a toss-up that it's really interesting that there's no judges no scorecards and they can quit at any time it's yep. basically glorified it's going to be a forfeit or a knockout well that's it the only way to call yeah. it a win is for yeah, somebody to get knocked out there's the only way and that's eight three minute rounds or 12 yeah. three minute rounds or something like that something i don't remember so who's paying the 30 million dollars they both apparently well they get a, they got a huge contract with with the pay-per-view yeah like it's pathetic wow. millions of dollars yeah plus of course there's the whole controversy of or not really controversy the uh What's the word I'm looking for? When you thoughts, ideas, theories. The theories that Logan Paul has betted on himself has bet him on himself because, like this week, he posted a video of like him training, but he looked terrible. I mean, it was awful. It was bad. Yeah, like almost it was staged to look bad. Well, but so how people, can you bet on yourself? How can you take bets on a fight that don't have a scoring system or judges? That's the thing. Call it? But there's bets everywhere on it, so I don't know how it's supposed to work. I really don't, but. There's a lot riding on it. There's, well, mu- there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. If one of them don't thing. get knocked out, you know both of them, even if one of them oh, yeah. has hands down fought a better fight, they're both going to say they won. Yeah. So how do you judge something like that? So they'll come back for another fight and make another $30 million. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I mean, you're pretty I mean, good at this stuff, Christian. Don't you think you get somebody to pay us $30 million to fight? I'm sure if we market hard enough, we could make some I mean, money. hell, I'd, I'll throw the fight. Don't get me We live in a small town. For that town. kind of money, I'd fight Floyd Mayweather <laughs> and him at the say, same we time. Live, I mean. you got to think, we live in a small town, so if you give us a week to put posters up in some of these local stores, we'd have 10,000 people out here in the front lawn here waiting to watch I mean, the box out charge here. Charge him a buck to get in, chain sell him some popcorn, some drinks. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he can make some money. I don't think yeah. we're going to clear $30 we'll, million we'll, dollars like that, guys. <laughs> well, we're no. We're going to have to expand past We don't that. need $30 million. Yeah. Hell, we get a couple thousand, we'd be happy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's all that's we hard need. Days work. We get ten thousand people here. Yeah, I would be happier with thirty million. I'm just And technically <laughs> with me being short as I am, you could technically propose it as midget wrestling. And you know it's gonna <laughs> yes. bring in people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god. All right. So we're so off track, but we had to get that conversation going because we knew it'd be pretty interesting to see yeah. where, it, where it landed. So we're going on another off topic thing. We've started doing some preseason scouting and stuff and i had 
something on camera this week <laughs> oh, God. that I have never had on camera before. <laughs> I have I've had one picture of this on camera before. Um, a different thing. Answered an age-old question: Does a bear shit in the woods? Got video or got camera proof of that. <laughs> yep. So we answered that question. On then, our tactical camera reveals. Yeah, time. on the tactical camera reveals. But then I got I've had a lot of bear coming in. Like I said, if if it's any indication of how bear season is going to be, it's going to be a banner year from bear hunting. I've got pictures in this one spot of everything from lunchbox size bear all the way up to bear the size of the one you killed, four or five hundred pounds, biggins, and everything in between. There's probably ten or twelve different bear. Hmm. on camera in this one area and two barry in particular had been on camera a lot together and today they decided well <laughs> or well last night they decided to film a a yogi and whatever yogi's girlfriend is porno in front of my video camera <laughs> <laughs> and i have never i got a picture of this one time about eight or ten years ago one picture and then they're back eating this started at like one forty in the morning and got pictures consistently of mm. this activity happening all the way up to like one fifty four. They were going at it for fourteen minutes nonstop. It was huh. ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I've seen it's, ever on a game. I've ever. never seen just to be honest. anything like this. I was almost like blushing looking at the pictures. <laughs> it was like, bad. Yeah, we were eating at a Mexican we're, restaurant. We're flipping through me. the pictures and they've got their back to us. And then there's one picture where the one on top is like looking at the camera, like <laughs> every his head looking every right, position like, imaginable, right every direction looking. imaginable. They've rotated and rotated, and I'm there was, they changed nasty. positions a few times. There was they one yes. where they, the camera, where the they one on the bottom, yes. wasn't there, and the one on the top's looking right in the camera with his mouth open, and you can see his like. Close. I'm like, this is this awful. is the most awful thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh God! But I feel like. I, I mean, I don't know if Tacticam will want these pictures or not. We're going to send them to Oh, them. yeah. We're going, um, <laughs> I you, mean, you best believe by mo- by tomorrow morning they're going to be sent to Tacticam Reveal. Yeah. So be looking. Look for it. We're going to post it on our social. Just oh, yeah. Because, just because, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's well, hilarious. I mean, how many times? I'll tell we'll post all of them because there ain't enough room on Instagram for all. I've been running trail cameras since I was like 13 years old, 14 years old. My first trail camera was a box with a camera actually inside it with a motion sensor that when it would go off, it pushed the top of the camera and snapped the picture. You had to put film in it, and it would take like 24 pictures, and you'd take it out, take the roll of film out, take it to CVS and get it developed, and then flip through them. That was my first trail camera. Nice. And I've been running cameras since then, getting no less than 15,000, 20,000 pictures a week, year-round. I've never seen this happen to that extent before in front of a truck. That was ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So we had that going on. And then I had an interesting fish story from this week. I've already told you this story. I oh, haven't yeah. told Samuel this. Good I haven't heard it. All right. So we're fishing at an undisclosed location and we were mm. bass fishing. And I'm fishing with about a six inch lizard on a two alt hook. And I've just got a sinker on there. I'm just dragging for bass just lifting step down lift set down caught three or four good ones me and uh jedediah boy that comes in the shop a lot we're fishing together and i'm fishing up against the pipe in the bottom end of a pond and i lift it up and i feel tap 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 and i reel down and i set the hook and it stops 
then it starts going the other way. And I've got my bass rod from where I fished in college. I've got the right tackle. And it starts trying to wrap me around the around the pipe. And so, I mean, I lay the wood to it. And I started getting it. I finally get it away from the pipe. And it turns and it launches straight up and comes out of the water probably two, three foot high. And it's a freaking trout that looks like he's that wide from his back to his belly. Nice. I mean, a monster trout. And I'm like, I start freaking out like because – that was the last thing I was expecting to catch on that rig was a trout. We were bass fishing. We'd we'd probably caught fifteen or twenty, and I'm yelling at Jedediah. I'm going, "Oh no, oh no, Jedediah, get that! It's a freaking trout! It's a freaking trout!" So he runs down there, <laughs> and I finally get it turned and get it coming toward the bank. I'm like, "Get a net! Get a net! Get a net!" And he's like, "We well, ain't got no damn net. We ain't got no damn net." <laughs> I get it to the bank, and there's a ledge on the pond where we're at that's about four foot wide. That it ain't, but probably three or four inches deep i'm like get in the water get in the water get in the water because i mean i just got him like yeah. i can see the hook through his upper lip and it went all the way through but he's he's shaking he's jumping three foot out of the water every time he hits the water he just turns and comes back out it looked like i was fighting a freaking marlin instead of nice. fighting a trout and i'm like get in the water get in the water he's like i ain't getting in the water i'm wearing tennis shoes i'm like well here take the damn rod and i hand him the rod <laughs> and just go barreling into the pond i get the fish corralled i'm trying to like pele him over to the bank and i get him close to the bank and jedediah pulls up to try to swing him out i don't know why he was thinking he could swing this fish out and the hook pops and he goes he's loose he's loose and the fish starts trying to swim away and i'm kicking the shit out of it trying to get it to the bank and i finally just reach down and scoop him and just sling him up on the bank and got him on the bank he's probably 22 23 inches long big old rainbow trout and i'm holding him up i'm like take a picture he's starting to bleed take a picture trying to save the fish get the picture because we want to document all of this yeah we get the picture so i'm going to do the ethical thing and ease him down in the water let him go nice and gentle that thing gets two foot above the water jumps out of my hands hits the water and goes with that tail and soaks me <laughs> when all this is over from my knees down looks like i've been swimming nice. even though i'm standing in four inches of water i've i'm splashed on my shirt all over the place i mean i'm freaking soaked, soaked. <laughs> and i turn around and look at jedediah his eyes are big around his golf balls he's like what the hell was that all about? Like, I don't think he's ever seen me get fired up like that, especially not over a fish. I mean, I get fired up over deer hunting, but that was that was one of the more fun fishing fights because, I mean, it it about whooped me with that big – if I'd have had a trout rod, it would have broke it off easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm running 18, 20-pound fluorocarbon. I'm right. running heavy line on heavy tackle. I'm That's a pick fish. Yeah, really it was. was probably five pounds or better. It was a big trout. For yes. that particular pond, it was a monster trout. Yeah. But I was like, holy crap. But we will have those pictures on our social yes. here pretty soon. Yes. But that's, that's, awesome. those are the two most interesting things that's happened in the outdoors for me this week. What about you guys? Well, I had one. I've got a very similar story to that. So your fish story. Um, we were up in Cherokee, was up there with some friends. One of the guys was getting married, you know, we're out there. So our Saturday activity was we're going fishing. So there's right. probably 10 of us, I guess. So we're leapfrogging in trucks, you know, three or four trucks out there. When you get to a truck, you drive it past the next truck and we're just all working up the river. Yeah. Know? So me and Nick Boone are fishing together. We've left all our wallets, keys, snuff, cell phone, everything's in the truck because you don't really know which truck you're going to be in. Yeah. So we're we're fishing. I mean, we got some lures and a pole. That's all we need. There's some spinners and a pole. So 
we're throwing out and you know we've leapfrogged a few times and i i hook one and i'm like yeah here he is i mean you can tell he's the monster yeah about that time he rolls he clears out of the water i'm like oh my gosh biggest trout i've ever seen in my life (laughs) i mean biggest brown huge yeah so i fight him i'm and i'm on a little light tackle light rod you know eight pound test something but so i I ease him and i work him and i ease him and i get him right over there to the bank and uh, he's on there's a, a rock kind of in between the the river or, yeah the river and this little pool that's right in front of me where i can grab him yeah so i start easing him over line breaks oh. so i bail in there after him and as he's Uh-oh. turning to as he's turning to go away i stick my hand down in there and the hook sets in my finger oh. so, <laughs> so now i got the fish on the other end of the hook on the other end of my finger oh, trying to get away God from me sakes. so I holler for Nick. He's nowhere to be found. So I, I get him dra- drug out, back up on the bank, get the hook out of my finger. No cell phone, no nothing. Can't no take evidence. a picture, no tape measure, no nothing. So I'm like, Nick, get over here. I'm like, you are my witness. You're the only person in the world that's going to know anything about this fish. <laughs> so from my knee to the bottom of my foot, which is a lot longer than Christian's knee. <laughs> I mean, he was there. Nick's the only person that can validate the story, but it happened. That's awesome. And it was great. <sighs> Tell great us what happened trip. later on that day. Is that not the same fishing trip where you got a little woozy? Yeah, that's a, so. So there was no drinking involved. Nothing. This is. <laughs> this, this is, is a, a disclaimer uh, at the beginning of this, this story. Is a, a beautiful day. We're out on the water. So I'm I'm pretty bummed after missing that fish. So I'm I'm going to get a bigger one. It's going to happen because Levi's already caught some huge fish. He's got pictures of his fish because he carried his cell phone with him. Yeah. Pretty good idea. <laughs> so down in this pool at the bottom of water or of, of this, you know, big steep rock face. Fishing down there, no good. So I see this little pool kind of at the top of the rocks. Yeah. Well, we're 60 feet under the road. I had to crawl down this little goat path to get down here to the river where we are. So I'm like, yeah, I, I can make that, no problem. So, well, a little bit of a backstory. Take a break. Went on this fishing trip, got down there, forgot my fishing pole. Forgot my fishing vest. Forgot everything. I have nothing. You so went on a fishing trip with no fishing gear. Fishing trip, no fishing gear. Just forgot to pack it. Yeah. So Walmart run, all new stuff, new pole, everything ready to go. Sweet deal. Nice new uh, new rod. I'm feeling good. So now I'm crawling up this, uh, this rock face with my new rod, all my new gear, ready to go. Everything's good. Get up there, get tripped up about you know 20 feet up through there. Slide all the way back down to the bottom. Bust my leg over the rock. My brand new fishing pole in the water, gone. Oh crap! You yeah. dropped the rod. Yeah, oh yeah, it's gone. Still oh ain't found my god! It. So Sheesh. it's gone. So I'm laying over there, and I'm like, golly! I mean, it, it right on my shin, you know, where there's nothing but a little piece of skin between the bones yeah. and your shin. Uh, so I'm flopping around on the bank, and Hunter looks at me. He's like, "Man, you all right?" I was like, "Oh, I don't know." So I started to stand up, and then just fell back over. So passed out cold for whatever reason. <laughs> <clears throat> I have no idea. So Hunter, he was. I what, know what it was. It was the strain of you losing forty bucks <laughs> fishing. <your life. laughs> that made your top buck pass. I lost the biggest fish of my life and my brand new fishing pole all in one go. But God my <laughs> my boys come down. You know they tried. We we hunted in the hole. Nick actually got in and dove to the bottom, hunted around for the pole, couldn't find it. That's crazy. Bad day. Dang. But yeah, I passed out cold right there at the river. Don't know yeah. why. Lord God. I, that's my theory is correct on that this is the idea of losing 40 bucks it was, it was too I much for you to my, bear yeah you know the biggest fish of my life no big deal but that 40 dollar rod 
Brand new forty dollar rod. Well, and you probably had the receipts. You could take it back when you got done, didn't you? <laughs> Don't you lie to me. Well, <laughs> I would probably kept that. And after I caught that big fish, I, I probably would have kept her. Nice rod. You had bad intentions. I, That's karma. If right it there. wouldn't have been no good, I'd have probably took it back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lord. All right, guys. Well, Christian, like we hinted to at the first of the podcast, we got some exciting stuff coming up. This year. I don't even know where to start, to be well, honest with you. Where are we at with the YouTube show right now? Well, YouTube, obviously, we've been kind of throwing some antics videos out. Um, <clears throat> just something to, to to put in there in between our end of Season 1 and the yeah. beginning of Season 2. Uh, you know, we've got a, a speckle trout trip me, Dawson, and Patrick have done. Uh, that was back in the summer of 2020. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we got our rabbit hunt, which was back in January of this year, 2021. And uh, we got one more coming up. We got our uh, y'all's pheasant hunt. Mm-hmm. Y'all do. Uh, that's going to be a really good one. Yeah. Uh, the world gets introduced to the infamous Buddy Gates on that one. Oh, yes. yes. Speaking yes. of which. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll take a break there for a sec. Yeah. Buddy has had open heart surgery. Had open heart surgery the beginning of last week. Talked to him. Got to FaceTime him today. Um, he's in the hospital, but he's, he's How is good. the man doing? He's feeling good. He's right back where he was. Seven well, seven vessels replaced in his heart. Gracious. Wow. Yeah. So I had him laid out on the table, but he's uh he's feeling good right good. now. He's we're he's in our yeah. prayers. Everybody the yes. whole team has been thinking about him. I've been worried to death about him. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's been thinking about him and you guys will understand why we're so we're so yes, affectionate about Buddy a, whenever you see the videos and stuff. He's an awesome guy. I've met him one time, and he's a great, great guy. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat him. Yeah. I told him, so I I, well, I talked to him the day before he we went into surgery, and I told him what Chuck, your Shane's dad, had told me one time about it. Yeah. He said, you know, I'm, I'm going in for surgery, and he said, uh, he said I scheduled that thing at 6 o'clock in the morning. He said, I want to be the first one in there. So why you want to do that, Chuck? He said, well, uh, you always want to be the first one in when you're going under the knife because that's when the knife's the sharpest. First thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about like about that. Right. That sounds about right for him. But no, he was uh, one of many wise words of wisdom he's <laughs> yeah. given us over the years. <laughs> we still got to write that book. You can do a whole episode on the words, Chuck. Yeah, he's, he's got some good sayings. They he's make got perfect some sense. Good sayings. Yeah. A lot of good one-liners. Yeah, on everything from going under surgery to premarital sex and everything else that's that's the best one that's the best one that that was a life changer for me because you know we're about about 14 15 years old yeah we had uh, cj and one of his one of his buddies which were three years older than us uh one of them got his girlfriend pregnant and he's at the house he's just he's down he's out i can't believe this i can't believe this how could this happen and tell him what dad's words of wisdom were for us he said boys you know, he leaned up, spit between his boots, and he said, look down there at the barn. It's about 100 yards away or so. He said, if, "He said I got a balloon hanging on that barn down here. He said, now, if I stand right here and I throw this dart at that barn, he said, probably ain't going to hit it the first time. But if I throw enough times at that dart, I'm going to hit it. He said, eventually, I'm going to pop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and he, he said, said that you- works the same way with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to walk up and hit it. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> and everybody there started dying laughing, except for that one boy. Genius. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was right. Uh, I mean, yeah. What do you say? I mean, just to be honest. Yeah, I mean, 
So, but anyway, but anyway, so Buddy's doing good. We're going to have the pheasant hunt coming up soon. <laughs> after I guilt tripped you into that one today. It's then, ruined my day. I had a great morning. He just just ruined it. He just <laughs> stopped on me. And it's bad. Anyways. And then after that, what we got coming down the line? All right. After that, we got, I don't know how many more antics videos we're going to do. Try not to prolong it much longer. Yeah. But we've had to push it out. Going back to what we said, talked about in the beginning of the episode here, with me moving back up here, it's just kind of prolonged everything. Well, and it's kind of coming around right because we've got some new people coming on board as yeah, far as... Yeah, it's kind of worked out just the way it's supposed to. Yeah, as far as sponsors and we've stuff. We've got new partners. We've got some new guys on the show. Yeah. You know, new field producers. And uh, <clears throat> I guess we'll just jump right into that. Yeah. Uh, like I say, with everything being postponed a little bit, <clears throat> getting up here, it's give us time. It's given me a ton of time to work on... Uh, Helping out our sponsors, getting yeah. in touch with our sponsors, getting in touch with everybody, touching shooting base, commercials and starting shoot commercials. Uh, so that being said, I guess the first announcement we'll make is I'll talk about who we had in here today. Yeah, uh, we got two more, two new field producers. Yeah, uh, Justin Pritchard. You'll see him here in season two. He went with us to to Georgia on our first. Well, and he was trip. in season one. Well, yeah, on actually, some of the he made a couple appearances on the bear hunting episodes. Yep, he was he's kind of there in some of the bear hunting episodes. He hunts with Mitch and them boys hardcore yep. for bear season. Hardcore bear hunter, great guy. Yep, he's always there where the action is. Oh yeah, you and know, he's, he's not afraid to put in the legwork. No, not at all. I mean, he will take off run. He'll run a bear down if he has to. Yeah, that's going to be good. One. And the other one we got Walker Car- Walker Carswell. I can't even talk again. Yep. Uh, he's going to be another good one. He's right there and hunts with he hunts with a handful of different guys as far as bear, bear hunting hunt and stuff. And he laid with it during turkey season. He done a yeah, good job during good. turkey season. Yep he he tagged out in North Carolina. Yeah, uh, he got. Some I think good he got videos. one in Tennessee or something. Maybe I can't quite remember. I don't remember but either. But he, he had a good turkey he season had a good regardless. Season. Yeah, and uh, we got those two new guys coming. I think we got maybe one or two more. We got as field producers. Yeah, we're uh, working on another couple that are more aimed on the deer hunting side right Still just to try to balance everything out that way we've got our show host you yep. know we've got that set in stone there's seven of us yep. all together uh obviously me and shane got sam clausen obviously the bear master or the bear legend yep uh mitch holman you got his son bentley we've got him in there uh matthew mckinney and then we got dawson turbofield yep. he, which we had him in there as our fishing guy and then take him strut masters and apparently he's the biggest turkey hunter there is now apparently <laughs> he got he had into, a good one he got into turkey hunting Hard. after that he got him yeah. a good bird on the ground he i was talking to the boy that was with him the other day he was in the gun shop and there's two sides to that story as well but we won't get into that right now but that was funny <laughs> yeah I've heard both sides, he, both sides is funny it's so. great but uh well, we got that going on and then we've got a we've got a whole crew of field producers we got guys out here that's dedicated to going out here and helping us get footage yeah that's the biggest thing is you can never have enough footage as far as putting these things together no. and that's what we're shooting to do is try to have the best put together episodes possible anywhere from trying to aiming mostly for yeah, I mean, episodes the edits and the storylines are all well and good but i like to right. see stuff hit the dirt i mean right and that's what we're going for here that's why we've got i think a crew of don't quote, quote me on this because I'm not looking at it, but I think 13 of it or 13 is a whole team. Yep. Right now for holler hunters. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it's it's gonna be great. It's hands down. Yeah. So that means that I guess I'll move on to our partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I say, we we got to really work with our guys with the Bone Collector this year, Tacticam, Real Tree. We've worked with all those guys. 
thankfully because Strap Masters really helped out with that. That helped a good a opportunity to get with those guys. Uh, our <laughs> I could list our sponsors, but Big and J, Tacticam, those yeah. guys, Carhartt, everybody's Onyx been Hunt, awesome. Onyx everybody, Hunt. Rowdy Energy, the whole nine, they've all been great guys. Yeah. Uh, but our newest one we just added that we're in the last couple of days has been yep. Victory Archery. Victory Archery. Uh, we're already accompanied with NAP Archery, which yep. is our broadhead guys. Great broadheads. You cannot beat them. Yep. And then now Illuminated the, knocks. Yes. They've the whole, got some fantastic illuminated knocks. Yes. I got a bunch of them in the other day, and those things are awesome. Yes, they are great. NAP stuff is phenomenal. Top of the line, the best you can get. Spitfire double cross. Do yes, it. Sir. Do They're the great. double cross. I don't know. Those DK4s look pretty wicked. I was looking at them the other day. Spitfire. Have you tried the DK4? Cross. Have you tried the DK4? I don't have to. I'm gonna try. I got a couple in there. I'm gonna get some that can tell you what a Spitfire Double Cross will do to them. When you don't miss. You know why they're in there? Because they on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) The dead. (laughs) They they met the business into that Double Cross. They did. That's just for sure. They did put them down there. And I shot one with a competitor broadhead. And let's just say the the blood trail and the drag from the double cross wasn't nothing near as bad as the competitor broadhead. Yeah. And that one was just by accident. I didn't realize which arrow I had in it. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. But that being said, now we're partnering with Victory Archery, which is arrows. Arrows. Primarily. And they've got, I'm willing to say, the best stuff on the market. Yeah. I've shot a little bit of everything. We've shot... And they Gold have a Easton. huge lineup of arrows. Everything yes. from crossbow to archery, from hunting to target, big game to small game. They've got everything. Yes, and it's all, you know, you can you can talk numbers all day long. These guys have this stuff down to a science, yep. and it is bad to the bone. The stuff well, and they've got, got a on. pretty interactive website. If you want to get on there, you can put in what you're using now. Find out what of theirs is going to match up to your setup the best yep. and just make it easy to transition over. Yeah, very easy transition. That's what that's what we were doing. Just to be just to be honest about it, you know, I was used to shooting gold tips. That's what I had primarily. Yeah. Uh, gold tip hunters loved them. They were done. They done fine for me. Never hunted me any wrong. But uh, but I was interested in, in victory archery. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing is most people whenever they get I'm just say get hooked on a certain brand or whatever it is. It's hard to make a switch. Oh, I'm the biggest brand whore in the world. That's what I'm saying. I get so, hung up on a brand and I'm stuck there. That's right. Just, and I was like, well, it's going to be hard not only for me but our team members to try to make a switch like that. But they've got awesome stuff. It'd be stupid not to. But yeah. they make it so easy to switch because they have all that stuff available on their website. Yep. It's easy to transition over from what you're shooting now. You don't have to do a bunch of math and figuring and testing and buying arrows and seeing what works. You just transfer it over, and you've got it figured out. Well, and First we've got pack, some of right. our guys like Matthew. He's dialed in. Right. He's been dialed in since we were in high school. Yeah. And he's using a similar setup. I mean, I'm sure his bow's a little newer since then, but I don't want to be on the downhill side of whatever he's shooting at because right. he don't miss. Right. And for somebody like that to consider switching over, that says a lot. Cause, right. I mean, you're completely redoing your setup when you change right. arrows you're having to retune everything yep retuning broadhead retuning sights retuning everything i mean it's if you yeah. want to get to the point where you shoot like those guys shoot it's going to take some time to tune everything else in right ultimately you know sponsor you know partner sponsors they're helping us they're doing us a that's favor that's exactly right but at the same time to convince guys that's to be honest are downright just hunters they're not yeah. in it for the camera work 
to be for the most part. Yeah. Like Matthew knows guys, they're there for the hunt because that's what they've lived, breathed, and that's that's their whole life. Yeah. It's hard to convince them to do something like that. And well, but if, when we if, threw, if you have a product that's good enough that can convince them to do that, yeah. Well, that says something about right, that name because so, when right. we threw that name out there, it. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot of convincing. They said, "Right, let's do it." Yeah, get us there. Let's do it. Yep. So, I'm uh, really excited to partner with those guys. Uh, we'll be doing some more stuff for them. Like we mentioned before, we're in the middle of shooting commercials and stuff for season two. Yep. We're not trying to be a a one big ad by no means but we do want to showcase the sponsors we got yeah we want to help the people that are helping us right want to help them out not only that i mean to i want to show people what stuff works yeah if i i mean if we have it on our show we 100 percent believe in it we're not going to be we're not going to be it. using it yeah i mean hands down best stuff there is or we ain't gonna mess with it yeah. it ain't about it ain't a money racket we're not about that because i mean look at where we're at small town yeah. USA blue collar guys. This ain't a this ain't a pissing contest. Who spend the most money? It's just about getting the job done. You put all this time and all this money into hunting and this hobby, and it's an expensive hobby. No matter what route you go, you can go the cheap Walmart brand, and you're still spending a ton of money. Oh yeah. But if you put all this time into it, you want to get something that's going to get the job done and not going to leave you hanging. Well, and we're we work a regular job just like everybody else. Yep. I mean, we're spending our money on this stuff. Yeah. We want to advertise the stuff that works. Right. I mean, we ain't going to tell you to buy some junk because when you've got a job and you've got a family and you've got a life, you don't have all the time in the world to go hunting. Yep. you got to pick your days, and when you get a chance to get out there, you want to make the most of it. Yep. And that's why we stick with brands that help you make the most of your experience. Yep. And that's just the way we, way we do, and that's the way we're going to keep doing. Yep. Forever and always. We, yep. Our guys, the stuff, the guys we're partnering with are great. The companies are amazing. Yep. Good customer service across the board. Yep. With everything, everybody we're partnered with, great products. You can't beat it. Yep. I mean. And then past that, we have a new website. Yep. Just got a new website uploaded. Yep. Uh, super easy. It ain't no long drawn out. It's AppalachianHollerHunters.com. Simple as that. No more webs or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, no new. Keep it simple. To, yep. Easy to find. Go to Google. You type it in. It's going to be there. You know, simple, easy. Links to the show. Links to the show are there. Uh, we've got a lot of more stuff coming out. We're going to start posting some videos there. We're going to have to start putting some, like, recipes on there because, yep. I mean, one of the great things about living up here is you've got mama's cooking and all these well, other that's boys the that's got all these great things. That's the reason we hunt. And that's the reason we fish. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, it ain't to kill the biggest animal. Yeah, we like to kill big stuff. Yep. We like to have a deer on the wall. But table fair is the yep. reason we go out there. We yep. didn't get to looking like this for no reason. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize it, but this is the look of the ultimate predator. That's if it. If you're not the ultimate predator, you're skinny. <laughs> yeah. People that can't kill stuff are skinny. <clears throat> I'm skinny. <laughs> you're also the worst hunter in the room. So there you go. <laughs> fair. fair. <laughs> But, I mean, that's the reason we do this is to get food for the table. And, I mean, we grew up eating wild game, coons, deer, rabbit, turkeys. And everywhere you go, just like we've stated a 100,000 times, everywhere you go in the U.S., across the world, everybody does stuff different. We're just here to show you how we do it. Yep. I'm sure the way we're going to fix our deer, our bear, whatever, it's going to be different how everybody else does it. And that's what we want to give you. Give you another option. We're just another option yep. there. There may be better ways to do it, but I ain't found it yet. So. Yeah, we're going to show you how we do it. If it fits, your, fits you, then great. That's awesome. That's what we're here for. We're excited And then about one it. more thing coming down the line, the apparel. The apparel. Appalachian Holler Hunters it's apparel finally coming at you. a while, but we're getting there. We finally got some stuff lined up. We're going to have some shirts available. We're going to go ahead and probably launch on our website a, a an online store. Yep. 
you can go ahead and get your pre-orders in. We'll fill them as needed. We're going to have shirts, hats. Decals. Beyond, decals. Beyond that, not sure what we're going to do. Uh, if you have ideas, send it to us. Yeah, send it to us in Facebook Messenger, on Instagram. Send us an email, whatever. We've got contact information on our website. Go there and check it out. Uh, it's going to be great. It's call the store. Every, call yeah, Mountaineer, call Outfitters. Mountaineer Outfitters. Go in Mountaineer Outfitters. Cause we're going to have, have the some line stuff here. in there. Yep. In here, there, because we are in we Outfitters are in studios. here right now. Yeah, we're in the in the lobby, Mountaineer Outfitters. Yep. But uh, so that and we've got a little other news. We ain't going to say what it is just yet. But well, we're, we're still firming up details on some other stuff. So yeah, and it's just needless to say, hard work pays off, big time. Yep. And we we're we're progressing big time. We we've t- I think we mentioned in a couple other episodes, but it's ridiculous to watch. The progression of the show as yeah. it went. Yeah. Yeah, we go back and turn it on to the first episode every once in a while in here. The difference in the editing, the difference in the video quality, just the overall layout of the show, you can yeah. watch the progressions through just the first season. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's come leaps and bounds already. I'm excited yep. to see where it gets to. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. I've, as far as editing side, I've learned a lot, got a lot of stuff planned on. Yeah, I mean, it's more. it's definitely went from quarter-assed to half-assed, at least. Yes, we're getting there. So we're getting there. We're getting there. It, it's like, progress. Well, I started out just wanting to show, you know, keep memories for hunting, because we all do it. We'd like to preserve those memories in some fashion. It's now turning something that it's going, it, people like to watch. People, I mean, we have, obviously, we've got people watching, yeah. listening for some unknown reason. Yeah, who knows why. They like to hear us, so... I like to hear so. Yeah, we'll have a good there time. There you go. We, ha- we have fun. This gives us another excuse to talk about deer yeah. hunting and fishing. Yeah, it gives us another excuse to run our mouths. So, <laughs> exactly right. I feel like I'm missing something there. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. We haven't really I'm... set a date for season two yet. We're we're working on that. That was what I was going to go back and hit on a little bit. Season two, like I say, is coming. We've got, I think right now the way we lined it up, we've got eight turkey episodes give or take we're not going to just throw them out in the deer season it's going to push us right through deer prep deer season bear season it's going to push us right through should put us in on the right cycle yeah and like i say we've got all kinds of stuff coming we've got tips and tricks uh not really cooking episodes but you know recipe episodes like we mentioned maybe putting recipes on our website short videos yeah just short we're going to have some short videos to go along with the full length episodes yep so we're going to so, have some food plot prep stuff coming up. Um, we've got a lot of our early stuff. Is our, all of our early stuff is already in. Yep, we've already got. I mean, we are, we've yes. got plants coming out of the ground, so and we're coming, right where we need to be. Yes. And then we're going to do some fall food plot uh, tips, tricks, strategies. We're going to do some videos on that uh, around the first part of August yep. is where we're going to aim at for that. So And we're on a podcast we got news for the podcast we got some pretty cool guests coming up for it yes we we're, do have some special now that we're guests. hopefully if everything goes the way we need it to we'll be back on track on having a podcast out every wednesday we're we'll fit we'll we'll have a, a legit schedule here put together shortly once you get back up here in a week or so we're yes. going to be able to get back on track and everything's going to yes. flow a lot smoother yes so that's that's the biggest thing but we got some cool guests hopefully we're going our next one we're going to film while it works out right we've, we're going to have a really good guest so, not yeah. that you're not a good guest, Sam. Thanks. Yeah, not that we're Good talking boy. down about yeah. you, Samuel. But yeah, not that you're just not great or nothing. But that's all right. That's all right. And we have, <laughs> well, fine. we've enjoyed having you on this. Podcast. Really have. It's been it's and been a good are, time. And it's, it's been informative. I've yes. learned some stuff on this. Yeah, podcast. I think it's so far it's been my favorite 
podcast. It, I'd say it's probably sorry. Right, you don't have to say that so. just because I'm sitting here. Well, I appreciate, it. appreciate, and I still think the I think the whole conversation before the podcast started. I still think that's bullshit, but we won't get back into that again. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just let that go. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a little more research on that before we get into that. But all right, guys. Well, that's all I've got. You guys got anything to add to this? Uh, if I did, it's probably not important. I hear you. Well, <laughs> once again, guys, we really appreciate everybody's support, listening to the podcast, watching the YouTube channels. If you've not done it already, get on there, like it, subscribe, hit that little bell, hit the bell notifications button. Uh, get on wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple or YouTube, or are we on Spotify yet? Uh, yeah. Everything. On Spotify. Give us a rating, write us a review. Hit like button. Share it with your friends. Share it. Tell share everybody it you know. Let's get share the word out. Share it on your out. Facebook store. Share it on your Instagram. And Just we share it. Also, uh, we've said it a dozen times. Thank you to all our sponsors and all our affiliates and everybody that helps us with this show. We couldn't do it without you, the YouTube show and the podcast. We really appreciate everybody. But I think that's going to wrap us up for today. But thank you guys for listening to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. Everybody knows everybody. Well, they sure as hell know me. In that map dot town, 65 southbound in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks on every turn too sharp like voodoo.